Welcome back to the Modern Mastery Podcast, where we help you optimize your human experience by deconstructing focus, one-person businesses, and lifestyle design. This is the Wednesday lifestyle design segment of the podcast with my good friend and business partner, Joey. On this segment, we answer your questions from Twitter, pick apart silly arguments we see on the internet, and discuss how to craft a focused, fulfilling, and high-energy lifestyle. If you are a growth-minded individual that has skills, interests, or passions, have tried to turn them into a source of income but struggle to make it sustainable and predictable, consider joining Modern Mastery HQ, where you can copy and paste our hundreds of processes, strategies, and systems into your one-person business while working four hours or less per day. We've packaged up the information from myself, a marketing consultant, and Joey, a performance consultant, into proven processes for starting and growing your business as a coach, freelancer, digital product creator, content creator, or online educator while becoming a laser-focused machine. We offer a seemingly outrageous $50,000 guarantee because we are that confident in our teachings. If you want to build a one-person business, design your perfect lifestyle, and live like you are supposed to, go to join.modernmastery.co slash podcast to get your first month for $5. Or if you want to skip all of the do-it-yourself stuff and join an intensive six-month program that guarantees business and personal success, we also have the Mastery Program. You can apply for the next cohort at join.modernmastery.co slash program. Links to both of those will be in the show notes. And last but not least, I have a few favors to ask that cost a whopping $0. So if you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe or follow. It's one button click away and it helps support the growth of this podcast. Two, leave a rating letting us know what you thought. Three, you can tag us at Modern Mastery on Twitter or at Modern Mastery HQ on Instagram with a link to this episode and some kind words or just some kind words. It always helps. And if you do all three, send us a DM and we have something special for you in return. So without further ado, let's dive right into this episode of the Modern Mastery podcast. Merry Christmas, Joey. Merry Christmas, indeed. How are you? How are you doing tonight? I, 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 I still want that hat for Christmas, man. I don't, I don't know if you saw me talking about that in Modern Mastery, but if you're actually moving out there, I want that hat. Wait, which hat? The UT Austin hat, the Texas Longhorns hat. Oh, okay. Got to rep my boy about schools. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just wear hats. Hats are just like how I uh, express myself. Apparently, you know me. Yeah, the hair is getting long so i have to wear i've been running in the morning so i have to wear a hat or i just bought like one of those face shield things but i'm gonna wear it as a headband instead because it just like if i don't wear a hat or if i forget something my hair just consistently hits me in the eye and it's not fun at all because it's at that perfect length right here where it's it's just like yep and fucks me up but we are here to talk about, we're here to review the year, kind of, very broadly. So we will start with that. And since I am speaking, I will go first. So in January, 
I had just come back from Mexico, which I had left to Mexico for only about a week. So let me set the scene here because I haven't talked about this much, if at all. So before this, I was uh, living with my girlfriend at the time. We broke up. I didn't really have anywhere to move out. We were in a lease, so I had to stay there. And I moved into where my office was, and I was sleeping on like a fold-out mat the entire time. And it's kind of insane, the transformation that has happened up until now, because before that, throughout my entire life, through for like since I was 13, I've always been very health conscious, or at least like gym conscious. I loved going to the gym. That's the main thing. And when I was there, this is also when Joey was coaching me to an extent. This was like in December or November before going to Mexico. So Joey was helping me through this shit. And I was kind of, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had kind of let myself go, kind of, sort of, not really, but I was definitely not paying attention to my diet, and I was slowly packing on the pounds. Like, I was uh, talking with my roommate yesterday, or a few days ago, and he brought up, uh, like, something in his photo memories came up, and it was a picture of me. He's like, holy shit, Dan, this was you? And he showed me a picture, and, like, my face looked completely different. And at the time, like, I didn't realize that I had gained that much weight until I started losing it because I wanted to get jacked for Mexico, of course, or get shredded for Mexico. So I started losing weight beforehand. I started hitting the gym more, started going on more walks, and got to Mexico. That completely threw off my groove. And it made me realize a few things. It made me realize that I need a home base no matter where I travel. Uh, I need like just something set up because I had thrown away literally everything and just went off to do the whole digital nomad life. And after the fourth, fifth day, I'm on the phone with Joey. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do. I feel like shit. I'm stressed. I don't like it here. The gym's closed. I can't eat correctly. Like I don't even speak the fucking language, like being a little bitch. And then just decided I said, fuck it. Like, I don't know if this was a good move or not. I think it was a good move because of what happened up until now. But I flew back like within a week of getting there and moved into this place with my roommate, Devin, who is now my editor. I continued losing weight, stuck in the gym, um, went hard on content creation. And then Modern Mastery was born mostly MMHQ. That was what I, that was like my next big project, create MMHQ. I fleshed it all out. I went into like a high intensity mode, monk mode. Everything was right in the world. I built it, uh, launched it, got like 200 subscribers right off the bat, feeling great. And then that's just been a process up until now where we're over a thousand members Things are going well. Things are more structured. We've iterated a few times. Uh, Joey came on during that time as partner of Modern Mastery. This podcast didn't exist until then. This podcast was made to promote MMHQ, if you guys don't know that. But that was the intention behind it originally, but it's turned into a lot more. I genuinely love the podcast, and 
if the promos weren't there at the beginning or the end, I would still do it. I just love talking and it's helped my speaking skills a ton. I am a completely different speaker or talker and much more confident in social situations just by starting a podcast. And I've learned so much from other people. I've connected so many dots and just talking with high level people. It's actually insane how much I have personally learned just by starting the podcast. And then in terms of health, I fluctuated here and there, went off, uh, like I, I dieted down for like three months after getting back and it's like, okay, I'm going to, uh, bulk and have some fun for a bit, not bulk, but maintain and not really pay attention to my diet. And a few flows of that, I've been technically cutting the entire fucking year because of kind of what we're going to talk about, but social situations and alcohol to me has been the main determinant. I, we can maybe talk about it in another podcast. I may do it on like a Friday or in a newsletter or something, but talking about my recent realizations with health, because those that listen to the podcast or read my stuff, you know, I've, I've been pretty fucking dogmatic lately about like holistic health and even just now transitioning out in a good way towards maintenance, eating a lot more carbs, filling out. I feel fucking big, not going to lie. Uh, I've changed my views again and I've kind of solidified my health philosophy was talking with Joey about this. I wrote it all out. So that'll be a topic for another thing, but I'm not super dogmatic about that anymore. And I'm actually getting into the maintenance mindset now. So for the first time in my life, so a lot of growth all around. And the one lesson I would pin in terms of the health thing, because the main overarching lesson is what we'll talk about later. But in terms of the health thing, it's like the basis of curiosity is questioning both sides, in my opinion. Or questioning things is the basis of curiosity. Like you have to question things because you're curious and then that takes you further and further. But in order to do it well and learn the most and become the most well-read in the quickest manner, you have to research both sides. So beforehand, I was very dogmatic about flexible dieting which is kind of like IIFYM, but make sure you get your fruits and your veggies and you're eating whole foods 80% of the time. And then you can kind of do whatever 20% of the other time. And so now I'm kind of nearing back to that, but more aligned with the holistic health view where it's like, I need um, liver, I need beef, I need collagen from beef broth, bone broth. I need a lot of fruits. I need good carbs. I need a very clean-ish diet while avoiding a lot of what would be inflammatory. So seed oils, of course, um, there's been a lot of drama about that. So seed oils are out. Uh, the fast food I've been consuming is out, even though I had an Italian beef sandwich yesterday. That was fucking so good, man. And I had a great pump in the gym today. So things like this is like now I'm learning from those extremes. I'm learning how to find balance in a good spot. And I'm not opposed to eating out, but it is going to be much less frequently than it was before. I'm not opposed to drinking, but that's going to be spaced out way, 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 way more. Um, like at least for now too, it's like maybe every three months I'll have like 
couple drinks. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I'm still testing. I haven't drank since uh, talked about that earlier, but I'm going on about this. So, Joey, do you have any questions for me re- regarding that? Or if not, give your realizations slash journey. No, I can't say I really have any questions about it. It's been interesting to see your journey over the past year. I had sent a couple of messages about that to you a couple of days ago in person. But I'll go get, go ahead and give you a public shout out because you're my favorite guru. But it's been cool to see all the changes, but more so the mentality that you're taking with this stuff. right? And we talked a bit, talked a bit about this during the last podcast that we did last week where you really need to go at changes from the mindset of experimenting. And that's what you've been doing. You haven't been finding something new and some new person to follow or some new book to read or diet to try or whatever and thinking, okay, this is the way to do it. Like this is, this is the one and only way. Instead, you're taking the approach of this is an experiment. I'm going to try it for a while. And if it doesn't make me feel good or if I find different evidence or something else new to try that sounds better, I'll try that instead exactly like the carb thing so it's been cool to see and i've also noticed over time you've picked and chosen things that have worked for you and discarded others and tried new things which is something that i talked a lot about again in the last episode with no alcohol being one of those fundamental things that is definitely working for you it aligns with what you want to do and it's almost a non-negotiable at this point like every now and then maybe a compromise but other than that that's one of the one of the things that it's in your stack to do so i think that's really cool i've noticed the change and i look forward to your review next year love you man you too but as for me i took the whole new year new me thing pretty damn seriously it seems because i'm Almost, well, I'm literally, (laughs) but almost legally not the same man that I was before because I'm changing my name. So starting that legal process with my county in Georgia, can't uh, dox myself too hard on here, but starting that process, excited about that. But my year started off in an interesting place. So I hadn't actually really made much money from my business at the start of this year. Uh, you were actually the main person that I was talking to about business-related things. You, you know, you talked about me consulting you. You consulted me, vice versa. It was a really good exchange. I think you were the one who came up with that idea. But it was very beneficial, and things. <laughs> compounded quickly so i had a big win with a pretty big person in the money twitter space started coaching him and that led to some referrals and led to a lot of legitimacy which i sorely needed at the time and then kept getting more people and it was interesting feeling how my mindset was changing from man i'd really like to leverage this into quitting my job one day like that was kind of like a dream that i had something that was like I don't know when it's going to happen or if it could happen, but I'd really like it to, to holy shit. I'm actually making some money here. Like I'm making like 50% of my income from my job and then getting closer to equaling my income from my job. And then it started becoming reality. 
And it's a very interesting thing. And I've talked to some of my clients about this and some people in MMHQ. But it's interesting how when your dream starts becoming reality, you start getting anxious. You start getting kind of scared because it's something that could actually happen and it becomes threatening in a way. So I noticed as I went from, oh, I'd like to leave my job Sunday to starting to think about, okay, realistically, when could I do this? When, when do I want to do this? Right? Like what, because there's also the thing too of, I feel like I have a responsibility to do this at some point because I was kind of killing myself, burning myself out, essentially working two jobs. I was working as a software engineer, pretty good company, a lot of responsibility because of COVID related downsizing early in the year and, or last year and some more this year as well. And then working on my business and maintaining Twitter and trying to be social and stuff like that and improve myself. And it was getting to be a lot. And I knew I had a responsibility to make this change so that I could help more people and so that I could show up better for all the people that I was helping and the people in my community that were following me on Twitter and other platforms. So I told myself, okay, here's what I'm going to do. If I can about equal my gross pay from work for three straight months, I'll put in my two-week notice. And that happened. And so I was able to leave on June 18th of this year. And I celebrated a little bit. It was extremely stressful. And I kind of felt bad because I had a pretty good job. And I liked some of the people that I worked with. But something that was interesting that I noticed from it was I didn't feel relief or anything. It wasn't like... Mm. You know, it, and I felt the same way when I graduated as well, where I didn't really feel much different. And it's a normal thing. I could go into a thing about that. It could be a good topic for an article or something. But it's pretty common with people that achieve this big goal that they had. They almost feel kind of sad. They feel kind of <laughs> lost and unmotivated. And it has to do with dopamine and prolactin as well, which is really interesting to hear it used in that context. But I just felt kind of lost. And it took me the next few months to realize, but the reason why I felt so lost was I hadn't set a new goal for myself. Oh. And yeah, that was, I that was what this too. You remember this. Yeah. That's, that's what started the burnout that I had been talking about over the past several months was I didn't have a goal. And so I just felt stuck, right? Because my bills were paid. I mean, this goes into the whole like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. My basic needs were met. I was still making pretty good money. I was, you know, making progress with all of my clients. You know, everything was good on paper, but I was just like, what's next? And I guess kind of being a mature adult here, the thing that I knew in the back of my mind that I wanted next was to buy a house here in Atlanta, a little bit north of Atlanta, but I wanted to buy a house. Well, because of the housing market being the way that it's been lately, I just kind of talked myself out of that. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen anytime soon. And I was almost downplaying the potential that I have with my business ventures because I was like, oh, I can't get, I, I won't be able to get to 15 or 20K a month for a long time. You know, that's, that's way off. That's probably what I would need before taxes to be able to buy a house and put down a down payment and everything. So I talked myself out of my next main goal. 
and it was challenging for me to figure out anything else. So I just kind of got stuck in a rut for a long time. And the other thing that happened was I figured when I left my job, I would then have the free time that my job used to take up. But that wasn't what <laughs> yeah. happened. Everything else expanded and took up that time. So then yeah. I could be on Twitter all day. I could be in Telegram all day because I didn't have Slack from work and coding taking up my time anymore. So it was just like it was there. So that further contributed to this feeling of being stuck in a rut and burnout because the deadly combo is I don't know what I want to do and I don't have the time or the energy or the attention to put into it. And those were the two things that I went through for a few months this summer. And then Damn. in August, I believe, you hit me with the idea of, well, before then you got me into MMHQ and gave me a, a role in that, which has been awesome because I love working with communities. But then we had the idea of combining our consulting offers into the mastery program which sounded incredibly exciting because I know you had had yours systemized out into the curriculum, but I hadn't done that yet. And it's something that I knew that I needed to do and that it would improve it if I did that. And this gave me a good reason to. So having that to work on, and then you came out here, I came out there to meet in person, which was super cool. Got some good content shots for Instagram at the park. And... Yeah, it was definitely a strong way to close out the year. The people in MMHQ and the Mastery Program have been getting great results. So they're getting to go through the journey that we, the transition that we recently have. But what's nice about this setup is we get to leverage our experience to help them make that transition better. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can say, hey, these are the things that I, we went through when we left our jobs and went full time on this and help them make the best of that transition so they don't get stuck in those ruts themselves, which is really nice. So we just keep, I guess you could say it's compounding lessons. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. So all in all, great year. I've been working out consistently for six months. Today I did, or last night I benched 185 decent and today i did 295 on the fly machine so almost up to my first 300 lift on anything so that's pretty exciting probably the strongest i've ever been in my life fuck yeah i'm on a mission to get strong right now too nice. i've been trying i'm testing experimenting with another thing i'm doing uh full body split three yeah. days a week monday wednesday friday i'm fucking loving it so far i thought i'd hate full body splits i yeah. love it dude it's really cool. nice. We'll have to talk about that because I'm doing like four work, four four day workouts, mm -hmm. and it's kind of tedious. So I'm I'm looking to how to make it a little more convenient, I guess. But if yeah, we'll, we'll it's talk very about it. convenient. Yeah, I can send you the thing. It's it's super intuitive as well. Like I might even post it in MMHQ, um, or like a Notion template or something like that. But I have a few things to say because you rang some bells in my head dude Th to this year I has take been, notes yeah this year has been extremely fulfilling like we have made so much progress whether we notice it or not like it's it's kind of insane thinking back to that because one 
the first thing, the mindset behind money. This year has been like nuts in terms of me understanding what other people are talking about when it comes to like the abundance mindset. Because when you're in a job, when I was in my job, it's like, it's like, yeah, $5,000 is a lot of money. And like a month, $5,000 a month is a lot of money to me at this moment. And I was living well on that. And then it's like, you, you don't, you can't see higher than that right? It's unknown. You don't have awareness of like what goes on at the next level. Like even 10K a month, it's like, damn, 10K a month, that sounds fucking crazy. Like when am I ever going to get there? And then with like web design and freelancing, it's like, okay, yeah, I can hit a bit higher than 5K, um, but it's client work. So I'm just like draining myself. And so I started on Twitter and I created a web design and freelancing product and then like the digital products thing kind of blew my mind. It's like, oh, wow, like if this converts at three to five percent, then it's just a matter of getting traffic to it, the right traffic to it. And then it's like I could sell as much as I fucking want. Yep. Like it just makes sense. And like even what you said where. Well, I guess what I wanted to touch on, because I am so. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm above people. Like, but I'm, we're both making good money that it's like when you talk to someone about it and one first, if they believe you, then their mind is blown. But if they don't, it's like, it doesn't even register. It's like, okay, like this guy is doing something that I could never do. And that is completely wrong. Like, that's the exact reason we're trying to do all of this is like, we've found how to leverage things and we've busted through those mental stalls. And so it's like, how do we pass this down to these people? Because with Joey, dude, I mean, from the time we started talking, what did it take? And it could have been much quicker, you know, like if, if we understood those lessons faster and there was less uh, blockages along the way. I don't know how long it took. It was like, what, four or five months? I, I'm pretty sure it was four months. Four months from the time we started talking, you quit your job because you were earning more. And it's like yeah. people people don't realize that speed. It's like if you go all in on this shit, you don't need the followers. You don't need anything else. If you, watch, if you listen to the podcast, if you join MMHQ, if you watch my YouTube videos on landing clients, like it's pretty fucking straightforward like you do need knowledge or skills in a certain area in order to like go up the ladder very quick but it's like people are so used to hearing like I dude I remember when I wanted to be an anesthesiologist because they made like me too I wanted like, to be a CRNA because because of that yep because they make a lot of money yep. and now and then, it's like yep what it's like, what the fuck? Like, I, yeah. I I don't know. I would never want to do that anymore. Not like, no, I don't know. I, I hope well, I don't let, sound. Let offensive. me, let me interrupt you just there for yeah. just a second, because that's actually a really interesting point is, you know, we, people look at these jobs and these careers that make all this money, but think about how many hours you would have to work and all the stress that you would have from that job 
and then how little freedom you would have as well. If it's something that's intrinsically motivating to you and you actually enjoy it and it's fulfilling to you, all power to you. Like, that's great. Like, I 100% unironically, unsarcastically support you. But my mom's a nurse, right? And she used to work in a cath lab, which is, you know, treating heart attack patients. So she used to work with doctors that would have to come in for emergencies. Most doctors, anecdotally, are miserable. Yes, they're making a ton of money. They got the nice cars. They got the nice houses. They got the trophy wives or trophy husbands. And they're still absolutely miserable because of all the time that it took them to get to where they are, all that they sacrificed, and then how much stress that they have to put up with now. So just because you see a, a job makes all, all this money, if you're miserable and you're not free, it's not worth it. You're basically sacrificing your life for something that isn't worth your time. And it, it's so hard to break out of that mindset too. Like it's extremely hard unless you have some form of mentor or someone just breaks it to you. Like I remember when someone on Twitter, I won't name his name because I, I don't know. I'm just adverse to like I, I posted screenshots. It feels bad when I post screenshots of like revenue or tell people how much I'm making. It, it's just weird. And power level undisclosed homage rogue wealth Indeed. but someone posted on there and at the at this time i was at probably 10 15k a month someone posted on twitter and they were like i just hit 100k a month and i'm like what the fuck like that is a, now that's a lot of money yeah and i i tr like i know this guy i know this guy's legit and so that instantly like busted it for me. I'm like, this guy is doing something very similar to what I am doing. Why am I not at this level? Again, with the whole questioning things and curiosity, it's like that question popped in my head and it's like, how the, f how do I get there? And that's what I started looking into. And then it's like the, the main message here from what Joey said is that you, when you go into a job, you're not in control. You're not in control of the work you do. You're not in control, maybe sometimes, but you're not in control of the work you do and the time you do that work. And you're not in control of how that work is done. When you at least strive to work for yourself and once you start working for yourself, you're in direct control of how you deliver work. You're in direct control of what work you actually do because you can outsource, you can delegate for fairly cheap online to good workers in other parts of the world. And that's the thing, hybrid models, creating, I mean, in our case, it's like information, content creation, the idea economy, which is fucking huge and barely anyone's in it, is like you can create whatever you want as long as it delivers a specific result and however you deliver that result should be good and it should be according to what you promise and however big the problem you solve determines the price tag. So in my case, I created um, my half of the mastery program this year. I created my half of the mastery program this year and I don't sell it anymore. So I'm fine with like telling everyone this, but the, the knowledge in it is fucking crazy if you know how to apply it which 
like is what I help you do, right? So initially a coach would come in and they'll do like calls weekly, right? This is what I initially did too when I started getting into the whole consulting thing is like weekly calls, um, no curriculum really, uh, some weekly reviews, telegram access. And so I'm like, okay, I can make this better. I fleshed out a curriculum. So one, uh, calls aren't as necessary. I created a discord server. So it's like, okay, now I can have multiple people in here. It's much more organized. I don't need a bunch of fucking telegram things going at once. Two, I heard from someone else on Twitter that, and they were consultant and they're like, oh, I'm doing calls on demand. So you can schedule unlimited calls, but it's, it's perceived as higher value, right? And me being a consultant, Joey being a consultant, it's very, that that's a problem. One calls are time on us Two calls. Don't like, they don't get very much done when you're doing it weekly. Like, unless it's very structured, a weekly call isn't necessary. So I created this entire structure. I turned it into some form of hybrid consulting program. I made it six months because it didn't take too much time off my hands. And I slapped an $8,000 price tag on it. I also offered payment plans for that. I created an email funnel and started actually promoting it. I didn't promote this on Twitter once. And when I put it on like my newsletter or something, I think like the first month I did it, it was like an extra 40K in revenue, right? And that barely took any time off my hands. Like calls were scheduled when they needed to be scheduled. I created a better solution. I created a better solution and it fucking worked. So it's like you're, you can't figure these things out unless you start doing it and start paying attention and questioning. But that's the thing is you're in control of all of this. Like as much as I tell you to emulate other people's offers, you're still in control of how it's delivered and how much time it takes off your hands and what price you put on it and everything else regarding that. You can't do that at a company, right? So that's the thing. And as you grow bigger, if you decide to go the audience route, like naturally your time just becomes more valuable. There's more people that want to steal your time. So mm -hmm. I've, I've hired a person for one call for $5,000, an hour long call for $5,000 because he has a lot of followers and he has a lot of knowledge that I wanted. I got on the call with him. I didn't learn fucking anything. Was I upset? No, like it didn't really matter at that point because it's like out of sight, out of mind. You're kind of operating at a different level at that point. And so all of this, like, I hope this is resonating with someone because it's as fucking stupid as this sounds, it's all mindset. It's literally like you just you just do it. I'm 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 getting one of too the far biggest into lessons that I think we can both agree on from our experience is the vast majority of the stuff isn't complicated. It's not really mm -hmm. complex. We overcomplicate it. Like we one of the worst mistakes that we as humans make mentally is we think oh, if I want to get this incredible outcome, I need to take these incredibly complex actions. When really that's not it at all. Mm. Until, oh, and it, you, you won't believe it until you start making that online money, if you will. But, and we've had some people in 
both mastery program and MMHQ. I know I talked to a guy yesterday who sold his first product. Like once you get that first online business money, it just changes the game for you. It shows you, holy shit, this is possible. And then you do it again and you do it again. You keep repeating it. And then you come up with a different offer and you sell that and you just keep scaling it up and you keep doing the same simple things over and over. Now, simple doesn't always mean easy. It's been a hard year for both of us to get to this point. It's been challenging, and thankfully we've had each other to lean on when things get hard, or we don't know what to do next. But if we look back, I know for me, a lot of the stuff that, in retrospect, a lot of the things that I did that made me successful were simple. Maybe there was knowledge that I didn't have, or maybe I didn't know the right move to make, or the right question to ask or whatever, but it was all pretty simple, straightforward stuff. Once I knew what to do, I was able to execute on it. But that's the thing is we have to stop looking for complicated solutions to a simple problem. And then once we figure out these simple actions to take, we keep taking them. And then those simple actions get us the freedom that we need, meaning leaving our jobs the freedom that we need to be able to do bigger and better things to have more impact and earn more income. That's it. <sighs> yeah. Crazy fucking year. A yep. lot of mental blockages, like all of this stuff. I mean, this is, this is why I'm writing the book, right? Like the art of focus. It's, it's literally this entire journey. For me, it starts with the whole spiritual stuff, like the deprogramming. I feel like that's a very powerful. Um, I do talk about like traditional mindset stuff a bit as I'm getting into, but a, a lot of the beginning part is like dissolving, like all that fucking conditioning that's going on in your head. And then it gets into some of the mindset stuff, but then it gets more into like the practical productivity, goal setting, um, the creation hierarchy, all of that fun stuff. But then it's going to go into like building a leverageable business or a one person business because I, I can't sell my business and I don't really want to at this time. But I, you can bet your ass that if I wanted to start a business, I'm doing it from a much better place and I'm going to have customers immediately. So whoever's saying like, oh, you can't sell a personal brand, we fucking know. And it's like we <laughs> – what I don't know what you would rather have. I would rather have – this business because it's so fucking fun to actually do it's like the craziest thing it's it, personal growth equals business growth as we always say but let's switch into what was gonna be the main topic because it's very valuable lessons that we learned there all how would i put this how i'll start i can I can talk about the quote that started this conversation if you'd like to kind oh, of yeah, frame, yeah, yeah. to frame the uh, the conversation we're about to get into. So I went. I'm a huge fan of Vincent Van Gogh, the painter. Uh, he's my favorite painter of all time. That's a really weird way to put that, but it's fine. But I went to a really cool thing a few months ago that was called the Van Gogh experience and it was pretty trippy honestly and if it's still around for whoever's listening 
if it's still in your area and you're into like trippy stuff and paintings and all that good stuff, highly recommend. It's definitely worth going. But there was a quote that I had heard during that by Van Gogh where he said, I put my heart and soul into my work and I've lost my mind in the process. And that really stuck with me. And he probably meant it in a different way. But the way that I perceived that quote when I first heard it and the way I think about it and what I told you a couple days ago was I think after a certain point, you're so far separated from 99% of people that you feel like you're the crazy one, that you've lost your mind. And plus, you're aware of all the things that are wrong with the world and society and culture. Mm -hmm. You're so far disconnected that like, and, and the, there's things that hold you, they, it ties you down to that specific level. For me, it was alcohol, right? Yeah. I talked about this a lot. I had been justifying, well, I, I wasn't aware of it. Like I make it sound bad when at the time it wasn't bad. Like I wasn't miserable by any means. Maybe I was, I don't know, but it's like I would drink every weekend and it was a con it was a choice. It was like, I'm going to go and drink and have a good time. And I was still health conscious. I was actually still cutting at the time. And that's why I eventually got pissed because like I hit 195 pounds and it's like, okay, I've hit this before. Why am I not losing any more weight? And I, I know why it's because I either have to increase cardio or I have to decrease calories at that point. And if I'm drinking every weekend and then having a little bit too extra on top of that, because I'm drinking and my judgment is impaired and I thought I could just like <laughs> power through that. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. And so it was like an every weekend thing. And eventually I just got fucking tired of it. I'm like this once like, Oh, it's just this one time was, Oh, it's, in every weekend time, possibly twice yep. every weekend. And then unfortunately the, like my tipping point was on my birthday. I, people may remember the email from this may remember the podcast from this. There's a podcast called for those, for those that hate the thought of living a mediocre life. That's me just going off about it. But the thing there was like, I, I got tired of it because of my own choices. Like I was just tired of me wanting to hit this goal, this goal constantly being in the back of my mind, me drinking, and then me waking up, not being able to do my work fully, like to the best of my potential, uh, not being able to hit my goals, like being dead the next day, or like having some form of sluggishness, sluggishness throughout the week. And so I got tired Poor of it. I, I just cut it out. <laughs> poor communication that, that's the most frustrating part of it to me like just not being able to articulate myself well we've both improved on that like insanely like even in the last podcast you went off and well all the podcasts like you it, it's it's insane to see because when you're so deep into it and you're drinking and uh you don't realize how low of a state you're in even for me it was once every week which i didn't see as too bad i was trying to fit it in i literally made it a part of my lifestyle man like a lot of people don't know this but it's like oh okay let me let me one eat less during the week so i can drink on the weekends 
let me schedule my workouts so MPS, like muscle protein synthesis, is least inhibited by the times I get drunk. Um, and then I'll be able to drink every weekend, right? I was like, I, I was forming my lifestyle around drinking rather than my life's work. And that's one big thing that I've am big on right now is like, it's lifestyle goes around doing your life's work to the best. And that kind of naturally lets other things fall into place. And then you experiment here and there and you eventually make these small upgrades that lead into a fucking beefy tank in world of Warcraft because you've upgraded your armor so much. And the, the thing with all of that is, is like, you don't know the benefits unless you go to the extreme. This is something I'm also writing about is like that you, you find balance. You're able to moderate. You are actually able to moderate once you push to the extreme and stick with the extreme for a certain amount of time. And it's not like the extreme is bad. I was not suffering at all by not having any alcohol. I was doing great and I didn't want to go back, but now coming back and I haven't drank yet, but when I do, I'll do it from a much better place. And even now, uh, it's, it's weird. Like I, I feel like there's so much opportunity without alcohol and it's crazy. But, but the thing is with that, to tie back to the lesson is like when I did that objectively, objectively, I was operating at a higher level. Like I wanted to operate at a higher level and it seems weird to people. It's like when you go out to like, when you go to such social situations, one, this kind of ended all social situations for me, really. It, so it's a trade-off, right? And that's something I'm slowly starting to work more into, work more into, but from a better perspective and being able to uh, constrain myself more. But fuck, I, I lost my train of thought because I could go anywhere with this. But that's the thing is like, it makes people... It makes people think that you're the crazy one, therefore making you think that you're the crazy one, potentially, because you're breaking out of the normal. Like you're, I don't know how to paint a picture of this. Think of a bunch of dots in one circle and then one dot in the next circle. It's like someone's going to think that person is crazy, whether it's the person in the one dot circle or all of the people in the other dot circle. So that's the way I kind of interpret it, interpret it is like, (laughs) (laughs) that's the way I interpret it is like when you're doing, when you're doing what you know, you should be doing, acting in alignment with the person you want to become because you fully know who that person is. And you are um, honest with yourself about what's actually holding you back from that. And you naturally start to, those things naturally start to dissolve because you've shined awareness on them you start to move away from the people that aren't okay with that and the people that start to think you're crazy and being crazy, like crazy is kind of an exaggeration here. They don't really think you're crazy, but it's like, it's just difference in values. It's difference in values, difference in goals. And if those goals don't align with the people you surround yourself with, then you can expect a lonely journey. Right. I, I always thought those tweets were kind of cringe where it's like, oh, you need to go at it alone. You need to. And I'm not alone by any means. I have Joey. But 
it's like, oh, you have to go at it alone. Uh, you're going to lose people along the way. And it's like, I even wrote tweets about this um, during when I would see those. It's like, no, you don't have to cut off all your friends. No, you don't have to do this and that because like that, uh, I hadn't learned that lesson yet. And it's not like I've cut off these friends. People like to exaggerate things and speak in absolutes on social media, but they became very distant. And so it is quote unquote lonelier, but at the same time, you don't care because you have something more important to focus on, right? It's not like in a, we could get very spiritual with this if we wanted to, but it's like when you have something too important to focus on, your focus is naturally taken away from the things that cause those negative emotions in you and cause those, that tension inside you and that resistance. It's like when you're, when I'm fully focused on writing my book and I mean like when that is consistently on my mind throughout the day, no worries in the world. Like I'm high energy, I'm ready to go. And I feel like even that alone, it's a big message in my book is like, if your mind is consistently focused on something positive or nothing at all, like mindfulness in a sense, or being able to uh, like bring your focus elsewhere when that negative thought pops into your head. And that's the main thing is focus on your goals. This is something I'm also toying with. Maybe we can talk about this in a, another podcast, but like I always hear the thing where people set goals but they don't have that intrinsic drive to achieve them, right? They haven't visualized. They don't have the awareness or the synchronicities that appear by pursuing the goal, by actually starting it. Because I said I wanted to start a book for the long, I wanted to write a book for the longest time. And then on my flight back from <laughs> that shit show in Costa Rica, I started writing it. And then I never fucking stopped. It's like, I have time to yeah. write this. Why not? I'll try it. I, just went in on the preface and now I'm like 140 pages deep with a fucking <laughs> insane amount of notes. Like the book is written. The book is written. I just need to put it on paper and then go back and edit it and do all the other shit with it. But it's a, I love studying this stuff, man. Like this I, is I one think thing. You're going to look back. We're going to look back years from now and we're going to say that you starting to write the book is going to be the single most defining moment essentially in your life damn and when There's i get to write the forward for, for it <laughs> when i get to write the forward for it i'm definitely going to mention that but i have noticed such a huge change in like your priorities the way you communicate the content you create the way you show up on calls this podcast like everything has improved it's been on a new level since you started writing the book because that yeah. book your goal became your north star it's your guiding goal right and that helps yeah. you stay take actions that are aligned with that goal and it just yep. so happens that your north star your book is also helping you get content together that helps oh, in other aspects of what you're doing like your twitter and instagram and our calls that we have for the mastery program and articles on for mmhq and stuff like that so that 
really resonates with you for sure. Mm-hmm. But a similar thing for any other kind of goal with any other person is that if it's intrinsically motivating, if it's aligned with you, then that's going to solve a lot of your problems because when you face some kind of a temptation, you'll be much more likely to ask yourself, you'll have that little voice saying, is this aligned with my goal? Is this aligned with my long-term goal? Or is this just a short-term pleasure? Things like snoozing your alarm in the morning or skipping a workout because you don't feel like it or having 12 drinks instead of one, staying out too late, eating pizza instead of beef liver. All these things, you're going to encounter these temptations. It doesn't matter if you cut out every single person in your life and you never bring anything bad into your apartment or your house. It doesn't matter. You're going to face temptations to do shit you shouldn't do. But if you have an intrinsically motivating goal, a North Star, if you will, is what I'm going to call it, it will be so much easier for you to not only remember the direction that you're supposed to be going in life, which then allows you to look back and kind of self audit and track to see, am I trending the way that I should be going? It doesn't mean that I've had to have been perfect depending on your goal. Maybe it is, but most times you don't need to be perfect. It's about the trend. Usually you can get there. Not even going to go into all that because there's a lot of nuance in there, but That also helps you evaluate decisions in the moment and think, what are the long-term consequences of this? Because back when I was drinking a lot, it wasn't necessarily a choice. I know that that sounds bad, but it wasn't so much a choice because I had never really had any problems as a consequence of my drinking, or at least I didn't think that I had. You know, I'm a pretty reserved, quiet dude. So I wasn't getting like wild and crazy when I would drink. I wouldn't really say hurtful things to other people. I was more likely, you know, probably hurting my body, making myself feel tireder, making my brain feel foggier, making it harder to communicate, coming up with less good ideas, all these things. And so my point is that because I didn't think that there were any real consequences, there was never that moment when I was drinking a lot where I would think, Oh, I probably shouldn't do this because there Mm. just, there just wasn't the thought. Right. But now that I understand what my goals are and what it will take for me to achieve them. Now I find myself having that little voice saying, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. And I found that with food. I found it with sleep. I found it with many other things where I'm thinking, okay, because it gets back to kind of metacognition and self-awareness and other things that we've talked about during our podcast, but kind of evaluating this urge to do something or this urge to say something where I'm like, hmm, okay, I know that I want to do this, but should I? It might make me feel better right now, but is this a smart play long-term? Think about the consequences. Is this going to help me achieve my long-term goals or is it going to hurt me? These are the questions that we've got to ask ourselves. And uh, the unfortunate reality is bringing it back to the topic that we transitioned into is a lot of these temptations that we experience 
meaning humans, experience are things that the vast majority of people don't even think about. They just do them. It's just what you do. Like, it's difficult for me to find times where friends, offline friends, want to go out and do something that don't involve junk food or alcohol. Yeah. And that makes it so difficult because, like, okay, say I don't drink. Well, there's still the matter of food. And the places that people typically want to go are places that are really unhealthy because it's, you know, a lot of bad oils and like carbs and stuff like that and very little protein. So it's essentially like, okay, I've got to save up most of my calories for dinner tonight and I'm not even going to get that much protein. So that affects like my goals of gains and it affects my goals of getting a good night's sleep. And then, you know, even if, if I do drink, then that's going to affect me in different ways depending on how much I drink. So there's all these things that I have going on in my head when I have these social opportunities that most people just wouldn't. And it's not because people are stupid or they're bad or they're weak or anything like that. I don't, I don't have that perspective. The simple fact of the matter is that they don't know any better. That's the thing. I can't remember Hanlon's razor is what I like to use in these situations, which is simply... It's somewhat relevant, but it's never attribute to malice what could be easier explained by ignorance. And ignorance in this situation doesn't mean someone's stupid. They mean that they don't know any better. And that's a very important distinction because people are programmed by culture to do certain things. But the interesting thing is that I brought up to you yesterday is people are also often programmed to resist being deprogrammed and therefore when we have someone around us who is doing something differently than what our culture dictates they're a weirdo and you need to question them on it you need to tell them oh just live a little you're fine or oh you're so crazy about your little diet or <laughs> man you changed i remember a year ago you were cool we used to go out and drink we smoke weed play video games go drive around town hit up club like you were cool now you're doing all your health uh, self-help shit you're a health nut it's weirdo that's what happens in a lot of situations i remember a few years ago when i was studying personal development and cognitive science purely to improve myself before i ever thought of regurgitating another word to anyone else i was reading for me my best friend at the time in tennessee kept making jokes to me about oh you and all your self-help stuff and he would name like our lobbies in total war warhammer 2 like joey's self-help room same really? dude two years ago or two years later rather oh. two years later hits me up like hey man i saw your twitter account and all the followers that you have and this thing that you did like i'm so happy for you man i knew you were going to make it no you didn't you didn't support me then i had the same yeah. experience it was yeah. with fitness though uh like dude i made it no it wasn't even with fitness it was with, it was with music i made a spotify playlist and I, I i think it was called like fucking rage or something and that's all the people fucking talked about like for some reason that name and the songs in there like I, i'll admit they're fucking weird songs but 
like it just spread around and it's like it fucking like irked me man when people would bring it up like i just like shut off like i would not talk to them at all when they bring it up i'm just like like this fucking again i i hate uh that would always piss me off but you gave me a good quote that i'm gonna put in my book nice. but it has to do with you have to have goals that reveal the impact of your negative actions habits and conditioning Yeah, Boom. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> you you need no. I, I was just immediately thinking of another thought, trying to figure out how to word it effectively. But you need to have goals that are aligned with you, so that you take actions that are aligned with your goals and ultimately yourself. Yeah, because otherwise, I think this is a new thought, and I'm not sure if I would go this far. It's something to think about, but I wonder if. I would go so far as to say that if you don't have goals, then it's almost impossible to really know what's aligned with yourself. Right. Because if you don't have direction, then what are you? Not that you always have to be making progress in life, but yeah, you're just kind of directionless, floating. If you're into that, you're not, cool. make, you're not but, making progress. As as my boy Abdullah Zinab on youtube would say you think you're making progress just chilling bro you are making no progress and that's the quote yeah it sticks out it's true yeah. if you're just quote unquote chilling you're not making progress like you're just you're, you're stuck in no man's land one thing i want to add on to that really quickly though is i hear a lot especially relating to college students about oh you need to find yourself and there's a bit of nuance there. I don't so much have a problem with the idea of finding yourself because if you do it through experimentation, then yeah, you kind of discover what you like to do, especially with that process that I wrote about on MMHQ this past weekend. But the problem is, is that most people think that finding yourself is a passive process. To a lot of college students, finding yourself means I'm going to go backpack across Europe for a couple of weeks and I'll find myself or I'll take a semester off and get a part-time job and play some League of Legends and I'll find myself. And it's just going to happen. Right. And Csikszentmihalyi in the book Flow mentioned this as well, where people, people just expect things to get better. And Peter Thiel and Zero to One mentioned this as well, where some cultures just expect things to get better because things just kind of passively have gotten better without really putting any effort into it. But that's not how the game of personal development works. It's not a passive process. Like you said, you're not going to make progress chilling. Yeah, it's not. That's not the way it works. You have to do something. And so you can say, oh, you create yourself. I'm going to take some time to create myself. You can think of it as finding yourself or discovering yourself as well. But it's an active process of experimentation and not a passive process of fucking off and waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I remember a few podcasts ago when we were discussing the creation hierarchy, we talked about intention a bit. Yep. And this word has been redefined to me lately. Like it's, it's, I guess I didn't really know what the definition of intention was. I still don't know the 
actual like definition of intention. But I learned recently that it is from the Latin intentionem, which means stretching out. So intention to me is like, what are you stretching towards? What is it like if you're intentional about your actions or your goals or everything in your life that I, I feel like, uh, life math money nailed it on the head with his title of live intentionally. Like everything you do, I mean, most things you do should be with intention. What, what are you stretching towards with this action? What, like, are, are you just doing the action to do whatever? Or are you moving towards something better in the future? Is it positive intention or negative intention? Are you moving in a positive direction through the intention behind your actions? Or are you moving in a negative direction via lack of intention? One other thing I want to call out is as you go through this process, again, active process of experimentation, and as you push your own boundaries, it's okay if you find things you don't like. I have countless times. I started con college as a business major and in the first six Same. weeks changed my major to computer engineering. And then Same. while I was doing comp E, I found some things along the way that I didn't like. I thought I wanted to be a robotics engineer and then I did more hardware stuff and figured out it wasn't for me. I graduated and became a software engineer for a big corporation here in Atlanta figured out the corporate life wasn't for me. Yeah, I felt bad about wasting time. People listening can't see the air quotes. But I learned things I didn't like. And so I went back to the drawing board and figured out, okay, what do I want to try next? And then that led me to this business, our relationship, and MMHQ, and everything is going to happen next year that we'll be talking about when we're reviewing 2022. It's okay if you try something and you don't like it. It's okay if an experiment goes poorly. That's infinitely better than an experiment that doesn't happen at all. Yeah. I agree. I've gone through that multiple times in my life. I attribute a lot of that to, I mean, I attribute all of it to where I am now. Same thing. I switched majors like six times in college. I switch business models like 500 times. It's an experiment. It's throwing shit out of wall. Changed your bio so many times that you made Jack quit. Yeah. Made Jack quit. Yeah. Oh, CEO shit. of Twitter. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even make that connection. But true. I did. But it's been an hour. Yep. I think that was as good as podcast as ever. So, Joey, any last words? I would just say if whoever's listening to this feels like they're stuck in life and they don't know what they want to do, reach out to me and I'll help you. Instead of waiting, send me a message. Dan will put the links to my Twitter profile. Uh, this time you can put my email, my new email as well. But reach out to me. I'll help you. We'll get you, we'll get you some direction. You won't waste next year drifting. Yeah. And one thing I'll also mention there is like all this, all of these experiments that we're talking about, it's not like you have to wait to experiment. You don't have to wait till you go to college to experiment. You don't have to, it's, it's, you can experiment right now. 
So here's my challenge, right? Because goal setting, it's like, it's one of those things where like everyone agrees with it. Some people don't, they're idiots, but some people, most people agree that goal setting is a good thing. Then why is that statistic of like 70% of people don't have goals written down a thing, right? So this is how you experiment. You can experiment with the goal setting and see what sticks because as I said earlier, like things have to align for that dopamine, whatever. But I've had so many goals where it's like, this isn't sticking. Like I'm not really like, it just, it doesn't feel right. And maybe that's the reason why so many people don't have written goals, but write another goal, write another experiment until you find it. You're going to be in a circle of uncertainty for a while until it's like, yeah, this is it. Like this is, the purpose I'm pursuing right now. It's the whole thing of like lesser and greater purposes. And like that one of your lesser purposes right now is to experiment and see what sticks and see what goal you are passionate about working towards. But the other thing is, and one thing that will really help in my opinion is set the goal as an experiment, but then you have to learn how to do it, right? If you want to start a business, buy a course, uh, surround yourself with people on Twitter, watch YouTube videos. If you want to get fit and you want um, to create a project out of yourself and see what kind of workouts you like, uh, watch videos on the best workouts, how to lift, and then you'll start making progress. You'll start noticing these things. So that's really my thing is like, just experiment with one thing a day. Maybe that's a better thing than 1% better every day is just experiment with one small fucking thing a day. And I really like the concept of no zero days. And that's a simple rule where I don't let a day pass without doing something aligned with one of my goals. I didn't come up with it. I don't know who did. But if you live by the rule of no zero days where you're always making a little progress in something then that will greatly accelerate you towards something. Right. And moving towards nothing is better than not moving towards anything, in my opinion. Yeah. I think this is something that James Clear nailed because I started reading Atomic Habits for the first time recently. And it was, what is it? The something of latent potential? The, it's something of latent potential, but it's that, it's that, graphic of like the dude mining through dirt and he turns around like a sliver before he hits the diamonds it's like you're you're, yeah you're gonna be doing something you're gonna be fucking wandering around with like a chicken with your head cut off until your head gets put back on or something some metaphor i could create out of that but it's it's the visualized value the jack butcher thing where it's like um this is pointless yeah line 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 gains yeah, line, 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 line. This is pointless where someone would give up and then it's just fucking exponential. So it's it's things like that. Like you just have to experiment and test. Like there's no way around it. And you have to do it according to your interest. So it's at least a little bit fun. At least you're like interested in it, right? Swap the mindless social media scrolling. This has become a platitude and I hate that it's become a platitude because it's so fucking true. Is like instead of the mindless social media scrolling, scroll intentionally like you can make that little tiny switch from i'm just scrolling to laugh at some memes to i'm scrolling to learn something 
Like, I just want to learn something. I want something to spark my curiosity. And I dive down that rabbit hole further. And then a year from now, you're fucking like that alone can change the entire direction of your life. Yep. Well, also people would, you know, read their bookmarks. Read your bookmarks. That would help too. Yeah. I need to do that. Exponential returns don't require exponential action. They require incremental action. It's a good rule. Another good rule for people to keep in mind. Yes. Fire episode. Indeed. All right, Joey. Uh, Joey, I'll talk to you when I press stop. Sounds good. And listeners, we'll see you later. Later, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast. I have a few favors to ask you. For a whopping $0, you can support this podcast by following, rating, and subscribing on whichever platform you are listening on. For an additional $0, you can share this podcast and tag us at Modern Mastery on Twitter or at Modern Mastery HQ on Instagram. This helps the Modern Mastery community grow and allows me to bring you top-tier guests to fuel your hunger for wisdom. It costs $0, but it does cost you your time, and we understand how valuable that can be. Lastly, if you are trying to build a one-person business as a content creator, coach, freelancer, digital product creator, or online educator, consider joining Modern Mastery HQ that has hundreds of proven processes, strategies, and systems that you can copy and paste into your life and business to become a highly paid, free, and fulfilled individual. Go to join.modernmastery.co slash podcast to get your first month for $5 and gain instant access to four beginner legacy courses, hundreds of trainings and strategies, and a community of growth-minded individuals because, quite frankly, your friends and family just don't understand this kind of stuff. With that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast, and I'll see you in the next one.